Think you need to compromise who you are to advance your career as a black or brown woman? Think again. Because there's a playbook for corporate America and those aren't the rules. But you won't find it in college or on the job. I know, because I learned the hard way. And now I'm here to show you how the game is played. Hi, I'm Linda Talaferro, the Vice President of Quality at a global technology company and founder of The Tea, The Extra Effort, where I help black and brown women like you change the trajectory of their career with one-on-one coaching, workshops, and this podcast, Being Brown at Work. If you want to know how black and brown women are navigating everything from microaggressions to being the only person of color in the room so they can blaze their trail through corporate America, listen now. Greetings, everyone. It is, yes, that time of the week, my favorite time of the week. This is Linda Talaferro from the T, the Extra Effort, and it is Being Brown at Work Live. I'm so happy to come to you, as I am every week, frankly, and I know all of you that follow me know this, uh, because I am so focused and intentional around dealing with topics that I know are top of mind for if not all of us, most of us, and providing ways to deal with that subject matter. And this one, I think is timely because of the time of year. Most people are either just had their performance reviews or about to have them. And then even, you know, throughout the year, uh, you may have been getting feedback. And I wanted to deal with this topic, especially because I read an article that was in Forbes not long ago, and it was so spot on. It had so much information that I wanted to make sure that I share. I'm going to share with it with you tonight, as well as my perspective on how to turn this around. So it's dealing with poor quality of feedback. And what I want to start with is helping you understand what I mean by poor quality of feedback. When you read the title for this and said, okay, I'm going to listen in, you may have thought I meant negative feedback, but that's not necessarily the only thing that could be considered in the poor quality of feedback. What I'm really going to be talking about mostly, or what I'm really referencing is when you receive feedback and it's non-actionable, it really doesn't tell you anything that you can just take out with you and apply or do something about. That type of feedback is not beneficial either. And I'm going to refer to this Forbes article because I thought it was just so well done. And what I always love is when it's based on data. You know, I want to talk about things that's based on data and facts. And this particular article dealt with a survey of over 25,000 people, 250 organizations, right? And it's definitely represented across various organizations. So a very good survey that was done, excellent survey. And it's in that survey, it mentions that most likely than not, brown and black women will receive feedback that's very general, like, oh, you're very professional. I know I've been told that. Oh, you're very, very professional, Linda. You're very articulate. Uh, You're very good with people. I get that a lot. I'm going to tell you something different, though, in a second that doesn't happen a lot for some of us. 
Also, oh, you're such an overachiever. You really work hard. Okay. Now you might hear that in a performance review or you're meeting with your boss and you're like, okay, well, that's positive. But what do you really do with that? You can't take that and create actionable goals that then translate to your ability to show everyone, including your boss, that you are the person for the next level opportunity, that you can lead that next initiative, that you're ready for a promotion because it's not actionable. Somebody telling you that you're professional, it's great to hear. Yes, it's not negative, but it's not actionable. And that's the difference. Unfortunately, we are more often than not given feedback that is really not beneficial to us for our career growth. It definitely is not going to make the difference in salary because we're not going to be the ones looked at for those promotions, but we will be probably in the same position. Now, you know, and I think there's kind of twofold to that situation. And the Forbes article addressed it, right? You know, sometimes managers, those of us that are in the position that we're meeting with, our bosses, most likely don't look like us. And so they believe that, ah, if I say, hey, Linda, you know, you really could strengthen your strategic muscle. And I think you can do that by X, Y, Z that somehow I'm going to take that negatively and completely just, you know, go on the defensive and all of a sudden it becomes a challenging discussion. And that's a, that's a really bad assumption or perspective, but that happens quite a bit, right? And if you haven't taken the time to do what I say, usually in my previous conversations with you, if you haven't taken the time to build the relationships, if you haven't taken the time to write the narrative that you know that is true about you, then that perception is going to sit there and they're not going to tell you, hey, you know what's missing in your arsenal of talent is strategy, strategic thinking. That's what's going to take you to the next level. And I think if you do that and you do it in these three ways, you'll be golden. They're not going to tell you that because they have the perception, maybe, I don't know, I'm going to take it to extreme, that you're an angry black woman and, oh my gosh, I don't want to have a confrontation with her, right? So that's why it's so important, so important for you to craft the narrative, for you to build the relationships, for you to establish your brand, your personal brand, such that you value feedback. Everybody knows that about me. I value it. I seek it out. So telling me that I need to strengthen my strategic muscle, it's not going to bother me because I'm going to go do that. That's an actionable step. That is something that definitely can be done. Here's another part of the Forbes article I want to share with you that I thought so spot on. The survey also found, I'm actually reading this, the survey also found that women are more likely to be described as opinionated and abrasive, while men are more likely to be described as ambitious and confident. I'm sure if you're a woman listening to this, either live or on the replay, you've experienced that. I know I have. In terms of race, only 8% of Black people and 14% of Latino people received feedback that they were ambitious compared to 39% of white people and 57% of Asian people. 12% of Black people received feedback that they were easy to work with. 
compared to 41% of white people. So when you take that information that we're thought of as being opinionated and abrasive, well, that's not the case. It's really not the case, right? We're not showing up any, any differently than our white male colleagues. We have the knowledge, we have thought, we have really uh, good ideas, and we want to share those and believe that we could really move the needle. But it's that perspective again, it's that perception, right? That if we share those thoughts, then we're looked at as abrasive and opinionated. So if that's the case, ah, can't give her feedback, right? Can't give her feedback. And I will tell you from someone who has been in this thing since the 80s, I've been doing this since the 80s, and still today, there will be people that will be like, "Mm, you know what, not sure that I can share this with Linda, not sure how she's going to take it, although I have crafted the narrative, although I have built my brand. And it's those individuals that I say they just have some learning, right? They have some growth to do. And frankly, their biases, their issues, I can't be responsible for. All I can be responsible for is how I show up. But here's the difference. Here's the difference. I am not going to back down from looking and seeking quality feedback. And this is what I want for you, right? I want you to not shy away from you know, asking for what you need, right? Being told you're articulate's great. Frankly, if you're in the position, of course you're articulate, right? So, I mean, that can be seen as a little offensive, but if you're told you're articulate, wonderful. If you're told you're professional, great. If you're even told, hey, I like working with you, all of that is wonderful. Great feedback. Don't let it stop there though. Because that is not good quality feedback. What you really want are actionable things. So what you want to be able to hear from either your boss or other team members, however this takes place for you, be it in a performance review or be it you having a one-on-one or however you're with your mentor, however you're getting the feedback, you want it to be Number one, very clear. Number two, very concise. Number three, most importantly, based on data and facts. So examples, I always ask for examples, right? Because you want to be able to delineate from somebody's personal opinion or somebody that actually saw several things take place or actually saw you in, you know, living this or working, walking this out and saw that you could do it differently. So examples are always the best. Number three. So first concise, very clear. Number three, based on data and fact. And then number four, actionable, actionable. What can you do specifically to address that opportunity? I don't call them gaps or weaknesses. I choose to call them opportunities, right? So actionable, those are the four things that I think makes feedback high quality and extremely powerful, extremely powerful. So when you're in this process, like I said, whether it's performance review time or even if it's, which I'm hoping you're doing throughout the year, soliciting 
feedback from various individuals, whichever the scenarios are, make sure that you are driving the quality within what you're being given. Because this is how, this is one of the ways that you drive a change in your career trajectory. This is one of the ways that you impact your opportunity for that next level. This is one of the ways you do that. Because like I said earlier, if you just walk away feeling good about all the positive statements and you know sit in that, and it's nothing that you actually can do, no steps you can actually take, understand that it's not going to allow you to grow. I'm not saying it's bad. Please hear me. I'm not, I am not saying at all that if someone gives you positive feedback in the sense of it, oh, you're professional. I like working with you. Uh, the team thinks you're a good communicator. Um, you, you do good presentations. Well, all of that's wonderful. It, definitely, we want to get that as well. But my clear message to you in this live, in this Being Brown at Work session, is don't let it stop there. Be intentional around asking for actionable things. Okay, yes, I'm a great communicator. How so? Tell me how so. Are there any areas that you think I can strengthen? Uh, is it, you know, my presentation skills? Is it how I put together the PowerPoints? That you continue to ask the questions, right? Oh, the team loves working with you. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. So what is it about how I lead a team that makes everyone want to work with me? See, now you start getting into the, the hows, the, the really who cares and the what force, right? It's not the general statements. Well, how is it that they like working with me? Really, is there anyone that's been like a little, like, I don't know if I want to be on that team. Have you heard any of that? Well, yeah, I have. Oh, okay. So tell me a little bit more about that. And, and why did they not want to be on the team with me? Ah, then you get some actionable steps, right? So take those comments that you're getting and just peel back the onion some more. Just ask a little bit more questions, more around the how, how is that? Why is that so? That's when you get the meaningful feedback. That's when it becomes quality feedback for you. I shared the story and I share it a lot, but I think it's because it was so impactful in my career. And it was when I first became a, an executive, a director, and I was told that working hard is not enough. That's the price of entry. They have to like you. They have to want you in the room. And when I heard that, I'm going to tell you back then, years ago, I walked away out of that, just hearing that. And I didn't ask the how so. And I didn't ask the why. So it took me a little while to figure that out. But had I done what I'm sharing with you to now, tonight on this live, I guarantee you, my movement would have been a lot faster. I still got there. I still got to the position I aspired to get, but it would have taken me less time had I truly asked, oh, it helped me understand. How's that so? So working hard's not enough. What do you mean? What do you mean that they have to like me? I walked out there thinking, I ain't trying to be friends. Okay, whatever. And so it took me another year or two to figure it out the hard way, which is what I share with my clients now so they can prevent that. That's what I'm offering to you. When you get that feedback, turn it into to valuable information. 
That was good feedback they give me. They gave me at the time, but it wasn't actionable. Not to the detail I needed it, right? Because I didn't understand it. And had I asked more questions at that time, clearly would have been very, very powerful for me because I could have put steps in place. I could have sat down, wrote down, okay, this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to measure the impact and success. This is how I'm going to ask my accountability partner, hey, am I on track? Am I not? So take the opportunity now. This is a perfect time of the year. Whether you're in performance review season or not, like I said, or whether you do what I always implore you to do, and that is to seek feedback, because I think it's powerful, quality feedback. So if you started to put that in your arsenal, think about the type of feedback you've been getting, and then go back when the opportunity presents itself and really drive, be intentional around making it good quality, actionable steps that you can take to turn things around. That's how you handle poor quality feedback. That's how we take some of the systemic things that take place in performance reviews and shift them for us individually until the system changes. That's why I'm one of those people. I'm not going to wait for the system to change, right? Because that's going to take quite a while for that Titanic to turn around or to, to dodge the next iceberg. But in my world, in my career building steps, I can drive change in the feedback system such that I'm not part of the statistics that I read to you a little while ago in that Forbes magazine, that I am the one that they don't have a problem sharing, hey, these are the things you do. Because I wrote the narrative that I am open for communication, I'm ready to do the work. I understand what quality feedback is and I'm control I'm in control of my career. That's the shift we have to do. That's the control we have to take. So I hope those four steps were helpful. I'm telling you like I said it's based on data. In fact, that article, the pieces I read from that article from this year was just came out this past summer a few months ago awesome article that was written, great work that was done with 250 organizations. So try those four things that I mentioned to you. If you have any challenges around it, though, and you really want to dig in more, send me a message. You know, if you follow me on LinkedIn, send me a message, Instagram, DM me, however you reach out, whatever you're comfortable with, send me an email even. I'd love to help you in those four areas because I think, like I said, I, I don't think I know that feedback if it's done in the proper fashion, if you understand how powerful it can be, and if you understand how to leverage it such that you, it's quality input for you, it can be transformational in your career. It can be transformational. All right, so that's good for now. We'll talk next week. I'm going to talk about what if you're still stuck, right? Because some of you are like, Linda, I'm, I hear you, I hear you. But for some reason, the needle's not moving. We're going to talk about next week how to address that. So until next time. If you found this podcast empowering and are ready to master the skill that can take you anywhere, get my free guide, Workplace Confidence, in the resources section of this episode.